0: the Gospel of Mark. And Mark was the earliest gospel that was written, about 70 AD. It's also the shortest and most concise. And Mark gets to it. In that first chapter, we've got John the Baptist, Jesus' baptism, calling out the temptation in the wilderness the calling of the first four disciples, and then we start into the healing and teaching stuff, all in the first chapter. So we know that when Mark does something, he does it quick, and he means for you to notice each word, because each word counts in Mark. And so we have in in this passage today, I'm going to focus on the healing of Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Three verses. That's it. Three. So we've got Jesus coming out of the synagogue. He had already, last week we heard, that he had taught in the synagogue and had healed a man of unclean spirits. So, you know he's tired, he's kind of worn out, and they go over to Simon Peter's house, and the mother-in-law is ill with a fever. And so Jesus goes to her, takes her hand, lifts her up, and she serves them. Any woman who hears that story goes, you've got to be kidding me. Really? She's deathly ill with a fever and she's serving you guys. Go make your own dinner. <laughs> and and I and I, I have to, you know, I, I said to myself, okay, Mark, you gotta have something more in here for me. And and he does. Mark does. This little three-verse passage basically contains within itself the core of who we can see Jesus to be and what he is about. So let's look at it again. Okay, so Jesus has come from the synagogue and he's gone to Simon Peter's house. And this is in Capernaum. And Actually, they have done archaeological digging at Capernaum, and they have found the the remains of the synagogue, the original synagogue, and what they found as they were doing the, the dig was that there were houses around the courtyard by the synagogue. And they noticed that one of the houses was very different from the rest. And when they did, more, they did more digging down, what they found was that there was a house on which an octagonal building had been built. And they basically figured out that that was the home of Simon Peter, upon which a church had been built. And now, when you go to Capernaum, you can see they've glassed over the area and built a kind of like a worship space over it. And you can see where Simon Peter's home was. And it's it's not far from the synagogue. The interesting thing to note in this is that when Jesus comes in these stories, He's not hustling off to Jerusalem, to the temple. He's in the backwoods. He's in Galilee. Who comes from Galilee? A bunch of farmers and a bunch of fishermen. Who bothers with Galilee? Nobody does. Nobody cares. And Jesus comes into the home, the home of Simon Peter, He's not uh, charging into the temple. He's coming into a personal home, a home of a friend, a home of someone that he is connected to, Simon Peter and Andrew, James and John. And so we hear that Simon Peter's mother-in-law has a fever. Now, if it was just a passing little sniffle, nobody would say anything, right? You don't bother to remember the passing stuff. You remember the big stuff. And in Jesus' time, if you got a fever, it was big stuff. No antibiotics, nothing there. Your, the fever was a way that your body, and it still is, it's the way your body be, deals with infection, and it's a, and your body had better get on the ball because if you don't get that fever taken care of, you're not going to be with us for long. And so when someone had a fever in Jesus' time, it was worthy of note because the person was not simply having a bad day. They were probably at death's door. So this fever is saying something to you about where Simon Peter's mother-in-law was at. She was at death. And so Jesus goes to her and touches her. He takes her hand and lifts her up. If you're you're helping somebody up who's been lying down, you got to get close to them, right? you got to put your arm around them. You've got to help them. You're not staying far away and kind of hello over there. You're getting close and near. And in that time, to get close and near to illness, are you, no, you don't do that. You stay away. You stay away and protect yourself. And the fact that Jesus is coming close, is coming right near her and touching her and taking her hand, that's telling you something about how Jesus comes into our lives and touches us, touches us at the core of our being. And he lifts her up. Okay, guys. Where do you know about lifting up? Where have you possibly heard that word before? It's about being raised. It's the same word that's used for resurrection, for being raised. And that's what Jesus has brought to her. He has brought her new life. He has come into her world, touched her, and given her new life. And that's what Jesus is doing for us. It's the possibility. And so he gives her new life and she serves them. Now, you could say to yourself, well, isn't that just sweet and nice? Part of it, what you need to notice is Serving would have been the, like hospitality, getting dinner on the table, would have been the usual thing for her to do. So part of what we need to notice is if she was doing the ordinary stuff, why would they say anything about it? It's what she would normally do. We don't comment on what's ordinary. We comment on what's different. And the serving that she does, it may very well be that she got dinner on the table. It may very well be that she was a wonderful hostess. But she was doing it in a different way. She was doing it in a way that was a response to the healing that Jesus had brought into her life. And the word that is used in this is diaconin, which is the word we get deacon from, diaconate. It's the order within the church that is focused on service. It's focused on bringing the kingdom into being in a very real and practical way. And so when Simon Peter's mother-in-law serves them, She is actually one of the first disciples. She is one of those who has felt the healing power of Christ in her life and responds with service. We never hear about Simon Peter's mother-in-law ever again, but she may be one of those women that followed Jesus where he went throughout Galilee and, and Jerusalem and was one of those women that provided for him? We don't know. Now, as we're reading this story, it's all well and good to hear about this woman thousands of years ago that was healed. Well, ain't that great? You know, pretty interesting. Kind of, I shared some interesting history with you. So what? So what? Where has Jesus come into your life? Where has he touched you? Where has he brought healing and wholeness to you? Where have you been drawn into service to the love of God? Many years ago, before I was This thing, a priest, I was a teacher. And my first job was in Norway House Manitoba. Norway House Manitoba is uh, basically a First Nations community on the north end of, of the lake there. And at that time, you had to fly in. No roads. No roads. So I'm teaching grade one. And I'm basically going through a total culture shock. And I'm trying to be a really, really good teacher. I want a gold star. I wanted that. But I didn't feel like I was doing that. And by Christmas of that year, I was sinking for the third time. And I wasn't sure I was ever going to get up. And I said to myself, so what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? Well, I'd been raised in the church, and I had kind of gotten to that place where, you know, you could be a good Christian if you didn't go to church. It didn't really matter much. You know, just be a good person. That was good. And so I said, but there was something that said to me, you got to go to church. You're going to find something there. And I went, oh, okay, okay, I, I can go there. And a colleague of mine was going to the uh, Roman Catholic mission that was in another part of the reserve. And I said, well, can, can I go with you? He, oh, yeah, sure, the van comes. The van comes and picks us up on Sunday morning and takes us over to the, to the Roman Catholic mission. Okay. Well, the van that took us had to get us there early because it had other p- people to pick up after us. So they dropped us off at the, the convent. There was a mission of, of sisters there. And um, so we would go and wait in the convent, in the, in the dining room, and there would be fresh coffee and the smell of freshly baked bread. It was overwhelming, that smell of freshly baked bread. Because the sisters would bake bread to um, sell or give away to people who needed it on Sunday morning. And uh, so there I was at this Roman Catholic mission. Go to the service. A Lot of it's in Cree. Couldn't understand a word. And I'm going, oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm supposed to find something here. And, and, and I did. I did. I found God there. I, it was in my colleagues that helped me get there. It was in that convent that was warm and the smell of coffee and freshly baked bread. It was in the worship that I didn't even totally get, but it was there. It was was in there that I had God come and touch me and give me healing and wholeness and grew in me an incredible desire to know God. And so off I went, to Hong Kong. Of course you do that. You're in Norway, House. the next thing you're gonna do is go to Hong Kong, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, really. And so off I went to Hong Kong, and I taught there for a couple of years, and I grew in my faith. But I still had this desire to know God. And you know what the next thing was? Of course the next thing is to go to seminary. Of course, that's what you do after you been to Norway House and to Hong Kong. You go to seminary. And that's where I knew more about God and came ultimately here. But that's my experience of God coming in in the person of Christ, taking my hand, lifting me up, And giving me the grace to serve. And each of you, if you look in your lives and reflect, you too will see where Christ has come and touched you, lifted you up, and given you the grace to serve. Each of you will see that in yourselves, it's there. And so every time you read this this passage of Mark, all three verses of it, right? You're never going to look at it the same way because what will hopefully be touched in you is a remembrance of what happened to you, what continues to happen to you, and how Christ continues to live in each and every one of you. Thanks be to God.